Good morning and welcome to Treasures of the Heart. This is Pastor Luann, and we are going to have our first Sunday in the new year. So thank you for joining me for another year. I don't know, this is like year 17 and moving into 18. I've lost track, but it blows my mind that I have been on the radio sharing God's word with you all this time. So thank you. Thank you so much for those who support this ministry. I I can't do this without you. And so, I mean, as long as the support comes to where you help me to get this uh, moving, then and, and ongoing, we will continue to work together to get the word out. But my ministry has expanded beyond radio to Facebook and on YouTube and so, you know, it's, um, there is more expense. I'm updating a website that's going to have a lot of things on there for ministry and items for you. So just different resources. And there's going to be a blog page. It's not ready yet, but I will certainly let you know it is in the works as I speak. So I'm so excited, but I do know that all of that is, um, It just takes up the ministry funds and support. So thank you, thank you, thank you for those who listen or who watch that you support me that way uh, is, is, I can't do it without you. Um, And so I do appreciate all all the assistance and the gifts that you give um, from your heart because you trust that the word is going to go forth and, and how much more so. Are we going to need that in this year, 2021, especially because, you know, we're, we didn't, we didn't leave COVID in 2020. COVID is still here and things are still going to be happening in the political world and in the religious world. And so there are many things yet to share with you. And so if, if you can, I understand that it's difficult times, but if you can support and continue your support in 2021, it is most appreciated. And I and I, I am faithful to continue as long as, as you help me to be so and to do so. But let's look today. We are moving uh, into Revelation chapter 14. Now 13 was something else, right? I mean, 13 was a mess. And, and it's just because of seeing that unholy trinity, right? We know that that unholy trinity is is evil with Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, which we heard about last week. So now we are going to see about in 14 that Jesus is triumphing over evil and that there's wonderful things we're going to see taking place in heaven. And so John is getting this amazing vision. So if you have your Bible, get your Bible and open it up to um, Revelation chapter 14. And let's let's work and looking at this passage of Scripture um, because it's got a lot for us. Now, we're not going to get through all of chapter 14 today. So what we are going to do is go probably through verse 8, and then we'll finish next week with verses 9 through 20 because that talks about the latter part of the chapter. It talks about... This, this harvest and the reapers. And I don't want to rush through it. And so we really only have 15 minutes on my radio program. So I do want to be able to focus and not shortchange you 
on what we learn in this passage of scripture. So let's begin to read in what John sees, 14, chapter 14, verse 1 of the book of Revelation. So John says, and this is key, I looked and behold, the lamb was standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 having his name and the name of his father written on their foreheads. Now, you know, when I first read this, and I actually almost got teary-eyed when I saw, when John said, I looked and behold the Lamb. I mean, the Lamb of God, our Savior, our Lord. You know, I mean, we had the dragon with the foot on the sea. And in, in the Old Testament, that that vision of the sea was dark. And creatures of the dark came up out of the sea. So it had that kind of evil boding uh, in the minds of those years and years and years ago that that's kind of what the sea would represent to them so that's where the dragon satan had his foot or the beast was coming up out of the sea that was very symbolic for those who knew and had you know those visions of what the sea represented you know back in the old testament times but here John is looking and says, behold, the lamb was standing on Mount Zion. They believe that's probably the holy city standing in all of his glory. You know, to be able to look at Christ and to be able to see the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, our victorious king, bigger than life. I mean, we can't fathom. Listen, I mean, even at this point, he's not seeing the pictures that we see that someone has painted portraits of. John is seeing the Lamb of God, and it has got to be phenomenal. And But there's with him 144,000 who have their names uh, written on their forehead, his name and the Father's name. So now why is that important? Well, we just left chapter 13 when the enemy said, you know, that the false prophet said that they have to worship the Antichrist, the image of the Antichrist, uh, the beast. And so he, and he said, you're going to have to get the number of the man, 666, on your hand, on your forehead. You're going to be sealed. So listen, my friends, there are two sealings. You're going to be sealed by God or you're going to be sealed by Satan. So if you take that number, if you happen to be uh, maybe someone who wasn't saved and then the tribulation comes and we're in the midst of all the plagues and we're in the midst of all the terrible things that are predicted to come in the book of Revelation before the end of the world happens. And so what we have then is that the that you're not going to be able on this earth to buy, to sell, to purchase anything. And so, you know, you're going to be persecuted for your faith. So again, you're going to be making those very difficult decisions if you're going to be persecuted and hold on to your faith, that could mean the death of you and your family. It could mean famine for you and your family. It could be economic disaster for you and your family to stand at that moment in time and do not denounce Christ. Once you denounce Christ and you take the 666 or whatever that number will be of the Antichrist, once you do that, you have sold out your soul to Satan for all eternity. You will be marked and he will call you his. So here we have these ones though who have been sealed and their name of God and Jesus is on their forehead. Anyone who would see this, these folk would know who they belong to, to whom they belong. They have been sealed. 
So they're not truly, truly, I want you to understand, years ago, the Jehovah Witness used to say that only the 144,000 could get to heaven. That is why they came knocking on your door often, and sometimes they still do, because they earn uh, points for doing that, which gives them access to heaven. We do not hold that same belief or faith. Certainly, we know now, according to Scripture, there are many, many more people who are going to be and already are in heaven than the 144,000, right? I mean, we're all who are sealed by God are going to be in heaven with him. But these were special, set apart, kind of like when he called Mary and set her apart. She was pure. She was a virgin. And so she was set apart to bring forth Christ into the world, that he would come through that pure seed that was instilled in her through the 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 Holy Spirit, right? Well, these are special and that many folk believe or scholars believe that these are uh, Jews who have accepted Christ as the Messiah and have kept themselves pure, untainted by this world. And so they are standing with him representative of the purity of what it is to be redeemed by the blood of Christ. So they are with him, very pure. They have paid a great sacrifice, because they have lived on this earth and not yet lived as this world lives. They have kept themselves totally separate, pure, untainted. So this, these are set apart and they're with him and they deserve to be. They paid the price for it, right? Many of us cannot say that. But we can say that we are sinners saved by grace, saved by the blood of Jesus. So here we have this in this first verse to know they are marked. And so will we, we are marked if we believe in Jesus Christ and we hold fast to our faith. Herein, in this chapter, you're going to have to be sure that you persevere and that you do not take the mark because here God is showing you it'll be worth you holding on, even if you have to be a martyr, that you can have eternal life with him and those who have gone before you. Verse 2. So John says, I heard a voice from heaven like the sound of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. And the voice which I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. Now, for those of you who wonder about instruments in heaven or whatever, in the Greek, this really, this term for harpist, it really is more representative of the guitar. So, I mean, my grandson and granddaughter play guitar and she plays ukulele also. But, you know, they they will be excited to know that that's something they continue to do not just here on earth as they play in worship bands, but they get to go to heaven, play for the King of Kings right there before him. And they're already going to be able to play their guitar and give God all the glory. Amen. So it, that should be exciting to you. And maybe you'll get to learn to play a new instrument like the guitar when you couldn't do it here on earth. So I think there are exciting times for us yet. Verse 3, and they sang a new song these 144,000 before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been purchased from the earth. They were purchased because of the blood of Christ, but because they have kept themselves undefiled. Look at verse, I'm sorry, yes, verse four. These are the ones who have not been defiled with women, for they have kept themselves chaste. These are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. These have been purchased from among men as first fruits to God and to the Lamb, and no lie was found in their mouth. They are blameless. So they have been set apart for this special purpose and this special time. And now it's theirs, and they have they have overcome. 
and they are singing before the Lamb and the Father, and they've learned this new song of redemption. Uh, I mean, it'll be amazing once we get to hear all the harpists and all this amazing sound. What a choir, 144,000. All right, so let's go then to verse 6. And I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and tribe and tongue and people. Now, angels normally were not sharing the gospel, but this is an everlasting gospel. I mean, this is where the enemy is no longer going to be winning any, any real battles. And this is where the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Lamb, is going to be out there and he's going to be showing everyone who he is. And there's going to be a lot of rejoicing in, in heaven. But here's this angel and he sees the angel doing this everlasting gospel. Anyone left on the earth during this time, anyone, they're going to get to hear again about the amazing, glorious, wonderful, magnificent God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that we have chosen and have stood steadfast in our faith. And we now know to whom we belong and to whom we are sealed. So this is good news for us, not so much so for those who will refuse to accept this eternal gospel. But let's go to verse 7. He said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and the springs of water. And then another angel, a second one followed saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, the great she who has made all the nations drink of the wine of the passion of her immorality. Now we're going to stop there. Babylon was a city, you know, years ago in the Old Testament. But was it was not a good city. I mean, Babylon was full of immorality. So here they're saying that this immorality, this form, this symbol of like a Babylon, it said that it is fallen. This this Babylon the Great, who had made the nations drink of the wine and the passion of her immorality, has fallen. Evil is falling. Those who walk in evil are coming down. And so this verse 8 is absolutely like amazing because it is the prediction that is coming in John's vision from God that, you know, look, you had your reign here on earth. Those that had evil and followed the evil one and followed the Antichrist and, and took this, the, you know, the, the number of the beast and, and are now for Satan. Now they have been marked. And I don't think that you can unmark them at this point. But now they hear an eternal gospel. And they're hearing that, oh no, our kingdom of evil is going to fall. This Babylon of all this sexual immorality and all these wrong things that are taking place on the earth. Fallen, fallen, fallen. The angel predicts it and it will come forth. I have no doubt. But my friends, I got to stop. We are beyond our time. So God bless you. Happy New Year. May it be safe. And may you do what it takes to stay safe. And we can't wait until we can get together again. God bless you. Pastor Luann of Treasures of the Heart.